Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast. We speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today we have a very special guest, one of my closest friends, probably um, my newest closest friend. If you think about the last year and a half, the, the memories we have together, I don't know if you know this, but the way I talk about you when you're not in the room is I, ca I call you the alpha of the alpha <laughs> of the alpha males that are in my life. I mean, this guy, if you don't know him, I mean, you could tell, I mean, he's a, he's a man of great stature already. <laughs> But then, um, but then he's a hunter, he's a fisherman, um, he's ex-Army, ex-Air-Force, Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, kickboxing. So he's a bad dude. When I say bad dude, I mean a good dude, a good dude to have on your side. Correct. So, um, in, in, but I think what I've appreciated over the last uh, year and a half that, we, that we've been connected is the, the, the friendship, the bond whether we were working on the lawnmower in your garage or we were going out camping at Canyon Lake yeah. or, uh, or we were fishing, you helped me catch my first fish. So <laughs> yeah. that, that was special, special and meaningful. I know um, I probably never seen somebody more excited for somebody else when, when, when that fish came up out of the water. Yeah. And it's probably one of my, my favorite memories of my lifetime. But Kyle, welcome to the show. Kyle Carter. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, brother. Whatever I can do to help. Oh, yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Now, um, how, how's your day going so far? So far, so good. Got up this morning, went to work, take care of business there, take care of the family, get off, come over here and support you. Yes, sir. Yep. I appreciate that. Now, when I think about you, I think about, like as I alluded to earlier, um, you, you think about you are the poster person <laughs> for masculinity, <laughs> right? So we just go down your profile. It, it's very easy to see. What, what does it mean to, for, for you? Um, to, to be that example as far as what masculinity looks like? Uh, it's important for me because, you know, first of all, I need to portray that to the family. Mm -hmm. um, I need to portray that to myself. And, you know, as an African-American today, you know, you need to portray that to others. And it's, it's just not going to be a, something to where you can just, look at one day and get up in the morning and say, well, this is what I need to be. You know, I was raised this way, you know, thank God for my mother and my father, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it, it's put a certain aspect of learning, coaching and teaching in my life as far as how to stand up tall, hold your head up, you know, sure. look people eye to eye when you speak to them. And it's not a macho thing. It's just, you know, recognizing who you are. Mm -hmm. Um you know, what you can and what you can't do, and, and always being uh, able to be honest with yourself, you know, in, right. in everyday walk of life. So yes, sir. masculinity just, it means so much more than just standing there with your chest poked out, you know. Right, right. It has to do with all facets of life, you know, especially when you have kids. Mm -hmm. When you're a family man, you know, you need to be able to project that to the family. And, you know, you have sons, you know, you have daughters, children, mm -hmm. you know, you need to be able to, to, to portray that and, and make sure that they understand where it's coming from. Yes, sir. No, I, I'm with you. And uh, one of the things I admire about you is it's not just the high adrenaline activities that, you, that you've been about, mm -hmm. but even being able to walk with you and seeing the kind of father you are to your kids. Yes, that's important to me. And I mean, it, it wasn't just, um, it's not just, hey, let me focus on Kyle's hobbies and Kyle's activities, but I've seen you, you know, coach your daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen you, you know, bond with them while camping. Yes. And I've just seen you prioritize um, investing quality time. I know uh, my, my, my wife was showing me a video, I guess, that your wife put up on uh, Facebook on when uh, y'all two were um, doing little boxing drills. Oh, yes. And so I think there's, you, you have this, not just the, the adrenaline rushing, you know, the jumping out of the helicopters, motorcycle ri riding that, that you have <laughs> yeah. in your background. Yeah. But then you have also this, um, this fatherhood and this example that you show. Yeah, it's important to, um, you know, again, when you, when you have children, um, I've got a 3, 10, and a 22-year-old, mm -hmm. you know. And um, my 3-year-old, of course, he's, you know, too young to really be involved in anything as yet, but I've already got plans for him, Uh oh. you know. And uh, my 10-year-old, my daughter, I, I teach her now. Uh, it's important to me to teach her, you know, how to defend herself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just for in, in, in all walks of life, whether it be academically, um, whether it be physically, you know, we kind of get away from that. And, you know, the, the kids are raising themselves nowadays with 
video games and TV and everything else. Mm-hmm. So it's just important to show, you know, different aspects of life. You know, my, my oldest son, uh, he's in the Air Force now. Mm-hmm. He's in Okinawa. Uh, you know, love him to death. Uh, you know, we, we, we were brought up. I, I taught him the same thing. It's important mm-hmm. to, you know, learn how to defend yourself, you know, mentally, physically, all right. aspects of life. So, um, you know, that, that's what I'm about. I, I believe in taking care of myself mm-hmm. uh, physically. Clearly, right? Yeah. You know, you, 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 right, right, yeah, right. you know what I mean? I, I, I pride myself in being that way. You know what I mean? I'm uh-huh. getting older now. You know, I can still do the things I used to. It just takes longer to recover. Right, You know right. what I mean? But, you know, it, it's important to, to teach those things. You know, show your kids something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. With it. I'm with it. And I appreciate your example. Um, uh, even you mentioned uh, in, in the African-American community, but even I think in general, um, I think you're just a, a stellar example. And I just uh, admire the kind of father you are. And of course, uh, the man that you are, um, it's, to me, it's, it's always impressive. I'm o- whenever I find out, oh, I feel like every time I hang out with you, I find out something new <laughs> yeah. to admire. You know, I'm like, OK, we're hanging out in your back deck and hold on. You know, wait, Kyle built this. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. I take a lot of pride in, yeah. in doing things, you know. Like I said, I teach my kids the same thing. I try, you know, my three-year-old, it's a three-year-old. I mean, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not going to have them out there with a tape measure and a right, m- right. marking pen, you know, doing stuff. But my mm-hmm. 10-year-old, you know, my daughter, and my oldest son, you know, I, I've kind of showed them to where, you know, be self-reliant and not have to rely on too many people for too many things, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, you know, like I've told you before in our friendship, you know, in the time that we've known each other and, you know, my growth, uh, spiritually, because mm-hmm. of you, which mm-hmm. I thank you for, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. It was like a, we joked before, and I told you, you know, on, on this spiritual journey, you're who I want on my side, but in that back alley, I'm who you <laughs> want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's you can cla- count on that that's one. A, that's a classic. Yes. Yeah, that is a classic. If, yeah. If, uh, if we ever write a book together, we got to, like, put that in the title or something. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Spiritual journey in the back alley. <laughs> You know, here we go. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> My brother Kyle Carter with us today. Yes, uh, sir. Exciting. Now, uh, and I'm glad we can laugh about uh, about things like that. And I know today we're gonna cover some what some people would call some sensitive material. I know um, you and I uh, we have that common background in that, uh, and we've lost our dad. You know, dad has yes. passed away, and uh, we want to um, have great discussion today about what that's meant for us. And then uh, hopefully that for people who are going through it now mm-hmm. or who've been through it in the past or who, who, people who even will go through it, they're able to glean a few principles that we share and, uh, and use that to be able to help it be easier for them. Because yes. I don't know about you, um, and not, not, not that anybody w- didn't want to help. I th- in some ways, um, a lot of people in my life hadn't been through what I've been through. Yes. And, and they probably just didn't know how to help. But I want to be somebody that, the experiences that I've been through, even the pain I've been through, yes. and the heartache I've been through, how can I not let that go to waste? Instead, how can I use that to help other people that are going to go through this? It could be a traumatic event. Correct. You know, and, and like my father, you know, um, you know, when he passed away and all, it was devastating to the whole family. You know, uh, mm-hmm. my father passed away from dementia, Alzheimer's, and it's a debilitating disease you know you 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 watch them wilt away to nothing you know what mm-hmm. i mean and um you know going getting off from work and stopping by mom's house uh that was a priority for me uh, you know giving her a break people like to talk about all the time the experience they have with the person that's actually suffering but the very few think about the actual caregiver also you know mm-hmm. so getting by my mom's house and give her a hour or two go to the mall mom just get out of the house you know um, my parents were married uh, 55 years wow you know before my that dad passed time, away yes time. and um you know i thank god for that for having both of them there you know mm-hmm. um it's just one of those things where where you sit back and you think about it and uh you know at times you you take things for granted mm-hmm. You know, it goes back to the old saying, you don't miss your water until your well runs dry. You know sure. what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's it's just different things on many different facets where you have to look and, and, and you know, you look back and, and, and you wonder why this and why that. But mm-hmm. you, ultimately, you have to come to the conclusion you weren't in control from the beginning. Right. So, right. you know, if you believe in, you know, Scripture, you believe in what God has stored for you, you know that 
you know, his way is the only way. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, while there, it, it will cause doubt and, and will cause anger, you, you just have to trust in what you believe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when you think about, I think about 50, 55 years. Yes. 55 years. And I know you just celebrated the 12th. Me and my wife just celebrated our 12th anniversary on, this past baby. weekend. On, you know what I mean? Yes. yes. You know? Yes, sir. It's, it's, man, it, it, it hasn't always been smooth, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, but you, you have children. Um, you took that oath, you know, and, and, and no matter what, you know, you, you, you always have to try and figure out a way to get past those rough times. And sure. Do what you need to do because it's just not about yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was single, it was might have been you know a different aspect of mm-hmm. just a girlfriend or something else. But you know, sure. you you get married, you take it to a different level. And then That's right. When you have children, they didn't ask to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you see too many in the minority culture, single parent. Mm-hmm. You know, and and coming from my mom and dad, you know, they've had their rough times too. Sure. You know, but it was always refreshing to me that know that, you know, when I got home, my father would be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a life lesson taught early. Absolutely. Now, uh, we, we do want to, uh, well, well, one, I think that's, it's powerful that your 12 years of marriage is, is an extension of his legacy. Yes. You know, and that's something that, that stays, that he, with, with, there's no way, there's no way around 55 years. 55 years is 55, 55 years. 55 is a long time, brother. Long yeah, time. That my 12 seems like 55, uh-huh, but uh-huh. it's not. Right. You know? Right. So it, it, it's amazing seeing his legacy lived out in you yes. in that space, in that commitment and devotion to the marriage. Now, I, I do want us to jump into a little bit of a true or false when it comes to, in, in relation to your dad and part of it even with his, with his passing. So true or false, I see a lot of my dad in me. Uh, that would be true. Okay, tell uh, me how. In the physical aspect of it, you know, I can remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad was a type where he, he didn't too much force anything on you, mm-hmm. but he would leave good hints. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he, would, he would bring home bodybuilding magazines and stuff like that. And just, Uh-oh. you know, I'd get home and there'd be one on my bed, mm-hmm. you know, and it was never a note attached to it that said you must read it. You know, or, or you, I can remember this one in particular book. It was a book on uh, Leroy Colbert, which was the first black man with 21-inch arms. Uh-oh. You know, All so right. I remember reading that two or three times, you know, and him asking me questions about it. You, do you like it? You know, this, that, the other. What do you think about it? And this, that, mm-hmm. the other, you know. So that stuff has never changed from me. You know, and as mm-hmm. my dad got older and he slowed down a little bit, you know, all that weightlifting and stuff went out the window. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um but he was already older, you know, he retired, you know what I mean, General Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in aviation, I'm in aviation, right. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, he retired at 55 with the pension, you know, we'll never see those days in, in today's time, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. still the, the legacy is there, continued on with, you know. And uh, I don't want for anything, you know, I thank God every morning when I get up, open up my eyes, there's a couple times i've heard him tell me that too mm-hmm. you know what i mean you get up you breathe fresh air you open your eyes the rest of the day is what you make of it mm-hmm. you know what I mean? mm-hmm. so you know I, I see a lot of myself and and my dad and myself um you know just the physical aspect you know my dad was shorter in statute than i am but mm-hmm. you know he was just as physical early on until you got to a point where you know that didn't matter too much anymore you know what mm-hmm. i mean so yeah Right. And, I, and, and similarly, I, I see when I think about uh, my dad, it's, it's interesting because when I grow my beard out a little bit more, I'll get a glance in the mirror mm-hmm. and then I'll think I've seen him, but then I'll, I'll see me. Yeah. And then or sometimes when people describe the way he was or, or my memories of the way he was, the way he would laugh and and laugh deep and have a great time and and be completely fine being the center of attention. Right? Yes. Of course, in my business, it's it's motivational speaking. Yeah. And it's and it's one of those rare professions where you are the center of attention. So I'm even asking about my life's calling, which I believe that's what my life's calling is. Right. If that's part of my dad living in me and and I see that him, which was more about, you know, in the party scene and having a good time with the family Mm -hmm. and and never, never being shy in any situation. Correct. And then I'm, I'm, I see that in me where 
Oh, yeah. Speaking in public is just fine. And I, I enjoy the preparation that goes behind the scenes. But then I also enjoy the performance that goes in Correct. front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you remember that stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. True or false? Um, my dad's passing has had a big influence on my relationships today. Uh, that's a two part for me. It's true and false. Um, true. Uh, because I had no idea that me and you would end up meeting, you know, in the church like we did and mm -hmm. sharing common bonds as far as both of our fathers, mm -hmm. you know, being like that, and being able to relate while I don't know how you feel in the passing of your father. It's the situation that shares a commonality, sure. you know, just like you wouldn't know inside how I would feel, but it's the commonality of the situation and where we both went through, you know, mm -hmm. uh, regardless uh, how the situation was, you know, my father retired when he was 55. He passed away when he was 76. So, you know, he lived, you know, 21 good years mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. until the day he, you know, left here. And with you, with your father, you know, being a little bit younger and mm -hmm, you being mm -hmm. younger also, um, while the circumstances is different, the commonality is the same. You know, mm -hmm, both mm -hmm. of us are without a father, you know what I mean? Yeah. So in that aspect, that's true. Um, and then the next aspect as far as, being false, you know, that's kind of one of those where you, if I dwell on it too much, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you still have your life to live. You still have to go and you still have to move forward. Mm -hmm. You still have to push forward. And that's all, you know, as, as a parent, you know, that they would want you to, right. to continue on right. with life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there's other people out there who might take it differently and, and respond to it differently. Um, you know, my thing is if I can help those people that are in those situations, um, any way that I could help them, I first would like to tell them it's not my situation mm -hmm. that shares the same as yours. It's just right. the commonality of it, you know, mm -hmm. and for advice and everything else, you know, would try and give it, but to actually say it's changed me, it's change me in a way where I miss him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean um, but I, I I find myself you know it's, it goes to how you were raised also because I'm able to put the bad memory of him suffering like he did for mm -hmm. the last six months of his life mm -hmm. put that out of my head and remember the 45 and a half good years mm -hmm. you know what I mean right. and, and that takes over anything bad yes. you know what I mean so yes you know, right. It, it, um, I, I, I'm similar. I think I'm I have yes in that the way it's influenced my relationships is I'm I've made it a topic that because mm -hmm. it's part of me and yeah. like his passing isn't like an independent incident in my life that it doesn't touch anything. Yes. But it it affects the way I feel around different seasons. Yes. It, it, there's something about around Father's Day that I feel a little heavier. Yeah. I, there's certain, like, he, he passed in February. I feel a little heavier in February. Mm -hmm. During our birthdays, our birthdays are seven days apart. So mine's right on September 6th. So his is always on September 13th. Yeah. And I, yeah. oh, that, that time period, I just, I know I feel a little bit heavier. And I, and I notice that I'm, I'm a little bit off. And so because my relationships are connected with me, mm -hmm. then I think they, they feel that. Um, as well, but then there's there's another element where um, where the the pain of losing him, I don't think it touches certain relationships at the same time. Yeah. To your point. Yeah. But um, but but um, no, I'm I'm with you. Now uh, third, the third true or false question we have is um, anger and sadness were elevated in my life when my dad passed away. Yeah, um, that's that's true. Anger being. Um, you know, if there's there's anybody that's listening who, whose parent, mother, or father may have passed due to a similar circumstances, dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, you know that it's a debilitating disease. It, you know, it, it took my father's eyesight from him. Um, you know, he was on home hospice. My mom wouldn't let him go to a hospital. You know, so I uh, used to come over to the house, you know, just about every day after work and Mm -hmm. I'd walk in the door and my dad would be laying in the bed and uh, 
I'd say, hey, Pop, how you doing, man? And, and he'd try to sit up. He was so weak, he couldn't. Mm-hmm. He'd try to sit up, and he recognized my voice. You know, he could hear me, you know, but he, he, it took his eyesight from him, uh, you know. Um, so that, that anger was, in reflecting back, you look at it, you know, and, and you find yourself questioning, mm-hmm. you know, God, why are you oh, letting, yes. Oh, yes. why are you letting, you know, this Mm-hmm. happened just so long you mm-hmm. know my father when he passed away he uh he had he, he lived he, he couldn't drink or eat anymore mm-hmm. you know he forgot how to swallow so he basically for 17 days mm-hmm. with no food or no water mm. wow. you know lay in the bed and, until he passed away mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i come over and he'd be moaning and pain and you know my mom would give him the, the proper medication to try and ease the pain and so he could mm-hmm. You know, go ahead and go. And, uh, you know, the, the anger that you feel when you sit there, and the, the anger is not based on why you think God is letting this happen. The anger is, for me, I could do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been to the gym before. I can go in there and put up, I can put up some weight, <laughs> okay? I oh, can yeah. do some things in that weight room, you know what I mean? Right, right. And here I am, you know, physically and and mentally all there and spiritually you know trying to be there Mm -hmm. and i can do nothing Mm -hmm. so that was my anger you know and then once my father you know finally did pass away the sadness set in to where you almost go back on your word and you're like Mm -hmm. i wish he even if he was suffering i wish he was still here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know but you come to the realization that you know my dad was catatonic so he, his body was there, but he was already gone, right, you okay. know. So, you know, it it just, it varies in circumstance from person to person. Some people, you know, live with this dementia, this Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take as long. Mm-hmm. Some people, my dad suffered for, I'd say, the better part of four to six months, Wow, you know. Mm-hmm. So that anger and then the sadness kick in all at one time. Right. You know, my dad early on in his life was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when my mom called me and, and the coroner did get there, uh, you know, we made my mom go stand outside. And uh, they came in because I didn't want her to see my dad being put in that plastic bag, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, they came in and, and my dad left out of the house with the American flag on him, mm-hmm. you know. So it, while it's a wow. sad thing, it, it, it's something to be proud about at the same time, you know. And, and then you have that also, you have that feeling of joy because you're not sitting there watching your dad just suffer like that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole myriad of oh, feelings, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, no, no doubt. Yep. And it, it, it's powerful. And, and uh, I, I think about your dad, I think about you, and I think about Kiwan, you know, your oldest son. Yes. And it, it's, it's a powerful thing even thinking about his legacy from a military yes. serving in our country. I'm grateful for thank uh, you. your family, you know, really yep, thank be, you. Be, be being in service to, um, to our country. And I, I relate with the anger with my, my dad's passing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it comes in, it came in unique ways for me as I began to pinpoint it. Because sometimes you hear about, you know, a healing that takes place or somebody's, somebody had a disease or a situation, but there seems it was like this just dramatic um, turn of events where yes. then they, they got healing. So in my anger, I'm almost, I, it, it is this, in this, talk with God or thought with God. It's like, where's my healing yes. for my family? Yeah. Uh, where is, oh, when is so my, my dad passed under, not because of health. And there was, uh, of course, when I was 17, I was told that he um, shot himself. And then five years later, I was told that it might not have been um, suicide. It might be homicide. So you get Correct. these two um, horrible situations. But for me, the anger came from, well, God, you've intervened many other times to help other people why yeah. don't you intervene to help my family correct and to help him yeah and so there's this anger that way and i've even found um in my situation because um see my, my mom and dad divorced when i was two and i, I and i i even found there there's some anger directed back toward him yes and we, conversations we can never even have about manhood and and about not be, not being there consistently yeah. you know and yeah. And I know you and I talked about even your consistency, which I admire in, with, with my situation. I never want to dishonor my, my dad's memory, but I also want to be authentic and real about um, 
his example. Yes. And his example wasn't that I, 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 his example was not I'm going to consistently be there for my children. It was it was very sporadic is is some birthdays, some weekends, mm-hmm. some holidays and when it, whenever else he kind of felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a raw thought. And I, again, I don't want to dishonor his memory, but it, it, it was some anger I've had to deal with even as an adult navigating what, what my real thoughts were about my childhood. And now it's not even something I can even express to him yeah. because he was here. So it's just, I've had to deal with this anger in these new ways. Yeah. It, it, like I said, every circumstance is different as far as the way that you handle the tragedy, you know, of any loss of a family member, you know, uh, especially a mother or father, you know, mm-hmm. um, the situations vary. That's why, you, you know, sometimes you, you hear somebody, they lose a mom or a dad, and, they, and they're like, um, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I feel so bad for you. And in the back of your mind, you're like, have you lost your mom or dad yet? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and why they might not think about it consciously mm-hmm. of what they're saying when they're only trying to be remorseful to the situation, you know. That's why it's... It, you know, when people talk to me about it, oh, it, it, and, you know, I have friends that, like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, many, me and you've talked on many occasions where I've always said, you know, I, while I don't know how you feel, mm-hmm. I understand the situation because I lost my father right. or mother or such and such, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I had my own bitter bitterness to deal with sure. in my life con- concerning my father and his passing. Uh, in the way that he passed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, just the, the, the suffering, you know, the bitterness was not so much faced towards, you know, God, because it, the, the bitterness was just in the question of why, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can find yourself asking those questions constantly, and you can drive yourself crazy asking those questions because you're not going to get an answer, right, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know... Time heals everything, man. Mm. Right. And, and even in the element of sadness, one of the things I realized that that n- while nobody told me this, I don't know if anybody was prepared to tell me this, that um, my highest moments or my greatest achievements would also be some of my saddest moments. Yeah. And it, it was just weird, like um, the fr- fancy phrases, dichotomy or experience, because I'm like, OK, I, I have this achievement in my life. It might have been high school, col- graduation, college mm-hmm. graduation or sports achievements or getting married or buying a house. And these are supposed to be some of the most incredible experiences yes. of a lifetime. Yeah. But I find I'm finding myself not on a high, but there's 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 some darkness with my um, my brightest times. Correct. And yeah. there's um, some loneliness with my highest times. Yes. And so um, but 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 nobody had told me that life was going to be that way. Yeah. And I'm going to be missing him. And, and not only am I going to miss, like, I wish he can see me, but I also wish I can see him as he sees yeah. me. Yeah. And what does his eyes look like when he's, when I see his pride in yeah. me. And, uh, and so that, that's just a sadness I wasn't fully prepared for. Yeah. The smile on his face, watching his son, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Let's transition to talk about um, some uh, fill in the blanks. Okay. So um, we'll go, when a friend just loses their dad, I say. Like we talked about before, while I don't know how you feel, I understand the situation because I lost my father in this way. Mm-hmm. If there's anything I can do to help you, you know what I mean? If you want to talk about anything, let me know. Um, some of the things I don't try and do is give people advice on how they should mm-hmm. handle their own mm-hmm. individual mm-hmm. grieving Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, what you, you don't want to drive anybody to, you know, take anything the wrong way. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, a loss, a family member, a loss of a mother and father, you know, uh, I wasn't raised by them, mm-hmm. so I can't tell them how they should ha- react. So I just, you know, I offer my assistance in helping them by letting them know what happened to me in my situation mm-hmm. and if they can take any kind of solace or comfort from my situation and relate it to what 
is going through their mind at the time when they have lost their family member or their loved one, then, you know, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't directly told them, well, you need to do this. You know, you got a lot of people out there who feel like they need to know your business or do mm-hmm. your business better than you, you know, and, and that just personally, that that's the way I would handle it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I appreciate your perspective on it. Uh, and mine is similar. It's, it's, I let people know that it's morning is, is, is good mm-hmm. and it's okay. Not that them passing is good, is, is um, good, but to mourn um, is normal. Yes. It's right. It's appropriate. And, um, and, and I've just been in different settings along the way, again, with, with my loss, where people have expressed to other people saying, oh, well, so-and-so wouldn't want you to cry. And, I'm, and I kind of like, well, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not sure that's accurate. Yeah, and or um, or I even heard this phrase. I remember. I think it was actually one of the services for my dad, and they were like, "Be strong for um, grandma," which there's part of me that gets, but it's like, I just lost my dad. Yeah, like yeah. Um, th- strength is not even on on my radar. Yes, right? and and I'm, what does that even mean? Does that mean to be to pretend I'm not hurting for grandma? Yeah, or to do what? To not cry? You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know in, in that setting what that would even actually look like. Yeah. But I, but as you know me, I'm not big, big on being inauthentic. I, yeah. I some people, uh, you know, they go off on a little soliloquy and tell you, you know, well, you have to be strong for this, you have to be strong for that. But at the same time, in the back of your mind, was like, okay, who's gonna be strong for me right now? Because I'm not. That's mm-hmm. your father laying there. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the same way with me with my dad you know um i i heard that you know you got to be strong for your mother but one thing that helped me out uh before my dad passed away when he was still able-bodied kind of you know move around mm-hmm. uh, i remember him and my mom they came back from the doctor one day and my dad's kidneys were shutting down on it so uh he called me in the living room he said uh i want you to do me a favor boy <laughs> my, my dad's would always say, hey, boy, come here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, Pop, what's going on? And he says, uh, you got to promise me you take care of your mother. Hmm. You know what I mean? And when you have somebody tell you that, especially your mom or dad, you know, no matter which way it went, uh, you know, it hits home to you the severity of the situation. Mm-hmm. But by him saying that to me while he was still able-bodied, mm-hmm. helped me when he did pass away because I had already made that promise to him. Mm-hmm. Some people don't get to do that. Right. You know what I mean? So there, everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that helped me when it comes time to people tell me, well, you got to be strong for mom and this and that. And the other, I said, well, I already have been, and that's what I've been doing. Where mm-hmm. you've been? Mm-hmm. You know, where have you been, rather? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I said, every situation is different. It, it, the task that's at hand is up to you to conquer. Sure. <clears throat> Next one I have for us is one way my dad inspired me the most is mm. to slow down. You know, he uh, he used to always tell me uh, my nickname uh, when I was younger was Scooter. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was over here. I was over there. You know uh-huh, what I mean? Uh-huh. Being single, man. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he'd tell me, boy, you need to slow down. You know, the, the faster you go, you know, the harder it hurts when you fall. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, as you get older in life, and uh, I mean, I'm 46 now, so it's not like I'm 70 or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm not 20 anymore either. Right. You know, so when you get older in life, what people tell you previously kind of takes effect. And and I can remember my dad telling me that more than anything. You need to slow mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. you know. Just take it easy. You know, my, my dad was, you know, he kind of moved real slow anyway. He was going to get there when he got there. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, you know, I was I take after my mom. You know, my mom's real high strung. You know, she's running for everything. If she goes to get something out of the refrigerator, it's, she's in a full sprint. Mm. You know, so I, I, I adopted that for my mom. But I remember my dad telling me more than anything, slow down. Slow down. Yeah. Okay. Now, and uh, for me, I remember um, – I think enjoyment. I think 
I don't know if, know if he ever told me to, but it it was the way I continued to see him. Mm-hmm. It was, and, and maybe it was because, and, and I've talked to my mom about this, I've talked to several people about it, but the experience we had together was if we were going to be with him, we were going to be doing something. Yeah. You know, we weren't going to be, be doing nothing. Like, so, well, right. He, he's only saw us sporadically, like, um, and it wasn't consistent, but when we actually had time, it was a great time. Yeah. You know, we did, we yeah. did a variety of activities, whether it was throwing darts outside or playing basketball in the mini hoop or playing basketball in real hoop or throwing a football yeah. or um, going to the, the horse races or flying a kite or riding bikes. Yeah. Th- there was, if, if we were together, then there was action. Correct. And it, and it, it was never boring with him. So, yeah. I, so I think it, re- it reminds me, yes, um, hustle, grind, and, and do well and, and excel. And, I, and I, I only remember, I think, two serious conversations with my dad my entire life because he was so playful. You're right. And, right. Um, and uh, one of the conversations I remember, I was, I was in middle school and he told me that he, I think I got like a C or something in the class. And then he, t- he told me, um, like, I, I, you know, I don't want to see another one of these. And which, again, I'm, I've always seen him as playful. Yeah. I've always seen him as having a good time. Like, wait, what? Who, like, I've never, I haven't seen this version of, of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look back and I appreciate that, that kind of conversation because it was a, it was like a call into excellence. Yes. So there, it's kind of like both sides of that enjoyment, oh, yeah. but then also be excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Um, I, I do want to hear, um, what, what would you say is your your favorite memory of, of your dad? Uh, favorite memory of my dad is, is, you know, born and raised in San Diego, so in the city, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but my, my parents are from, you know, the East Coast. My dad's uh, job took us out to uh, California, born and raised there all my life, you know. Mm. And one of the fondest memories I remember is when we went fishing this lake in uh, Southern California called Otai Lake, mm-hmm. real popular for black bass. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where my fishing and hunting and stuff side of me came from, it's from my, my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we, were <laughs> we were on, the, on a boat out in the lake fishing, mm-hmm. and I had a buddy of mine with me, and uh, we weren't catching anything. Mm-hmm. And so my dad was like, uh, hey, we're going to go over near, near that dam. Yeah. And it was buoyed off. Mm-hmm. So you weren't supposed to be over there. Mm-hmm. But we had heard there were some monsters over there. So uh, we pulled the boat up in the bushes mm-hmm. and kind of hit it mm-hmm. and walked across to the other side. And, oh, my goodness, man, there were some six, seven-pounders in there just Ooh. swimming around. Okay. And we were, throwing, we were throwing everything at them fish. But, you know, as, as the times that we went fishing, and I've taught you a few things mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. if you can see them, they can see you. Right, right. You know, and, uh, you know, my dad said my dad moved slow, you know what I mean? And uh, we thought we heard the game warden coming. Uh-huh. Well, my dad took off and left me and my buddy. <laughs> 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 we were trying to keep up with my dad, and, you know, I was 10, 11 years old, man, and I couldn't even catch my own dad, <laughs> man. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I got Carl Lewis as my dad, and they don't even know it. You know what I mean? And we were spilling tackle all over the place and everything else, and we'd get back to the boat and, take the bushes and branches off of it mm. and come to find out it was somebody else coming over there to do the same thing. Oh, so we, right. we had a big laugh about that. My dad was like, uh, you know, he used it as a coaching lesson. He said, see, always remember, boy, when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was giving hey, me advice hey. on something that was his idea. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, what are you talking about, Pop? You told us to go. <laughs> you were driving the boat. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? But uh, we, we, uh, we laugh about that. Even still till today, myself, uh, my mom, you know, we, we talk about that. that. That's probably one of the most funniest moments uh, I can remember with me and my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of mine, um, which it's somebody told me this when it came to loss, whether it was a loss of a relationship or a loss of um, uh of, a, of a, somebody who passed, who passed, who, who's died. And they told me, um, have, have they said, have you ever thought about their, the senses that you experience when you're with them? Mm-hmm. And that kind of hit me. And uh, so I, I remember like when my dad would hug me, 
that from his his fresh shave from his beard, I would get a scratch. Yeah, on, on my face, and uh, or when um, the way he would smell in the morning was he would smell like coffee mm-hmm. because he used that coffee in the morning, or the way he'd smell in the evening he smelled like beer because you know right. he he often had a beer in his hand. Right, and um, and you and I have like these these uh, these those memories. Um, well, they might not be like this one favorite one, but there's something about like I remember. Um, w- what he smelt like, I don't remember what he felt like. Yeah, and uh, and to me, that, that's something I cherish as, as memories yeah. from my dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you always will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, for you, um, what would you say has been, um, wh- what was the most surprising part of dealing with his passing? Uh, you know, even like I said, when 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 he was at that point where he was no longer, his body was here, but he was no longer here. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, one of the most surprising parts was when he was still alive and you went over there and you can sit there and look at a person and tell, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, you talk about it, you know, hey, your dad's got two months, he's got a week, he's got two weeks. Mm-hmm. But when it happens, it still catches you off guard. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's surprising when I call the house and I talk to my mom and I can't say, hey, put dad on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, or hear my dad answer the phone. You know, mm-hmm. it, even though you know it, it's happened, it's still a shock to the system. Right. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's it, you never get over it. You just get used to it not mm-hmm. being there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you, you'll never get over it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a surprise over the actual finality of, of death, mm-hmm. if you're not used to it or you're not ready for it, or even if you are ready for it, you think you are, until it happens, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It, it's just, it's done. It, it, it's, hard, it's hard to prepare for it, even if yes. you see it coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, for me, it's it's kind of, it's kind of uh, it's almost metaphysical, but it's, but it's what's surprising to me about um, dreaming about him. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how, if if you if you dreamt about your dad, but for me, my dreams about my dad it's it's a it's a fascinating place to be like mentally, because in my dreams when he he's alive, yeah. And in my dreams, I don't know like my mind like blocks that part out that I don't know he's died. Like yeah, I don't even know that he's died in real life. And and so in my dream he's alive, but also in my dream like when I hug him or embrace him. Um, I, I, I will feel like the sadness. I will feel sadness. And I'm and in my dream, I'm kind of confused. Like, why am I so down right now right. when I'm hugging this guy? Yeah. But then when I wake up and I realize it all. So there's this there's this weird. You know, it's, and I say it's it's odd because I, I, don't, I haven't heard a whole lot of other people talk about it. But it's a uh, it's an experience that um, I, I it was surprising to me. I wasn't ready that there, there's this element of him living like, yeah. in my dreams. Yes. So, yeah. And uh, for you, what would you say is the, was the hardest part? What was the, the most difficult part in, uh, in dealing with uh, his passing? Uh, y- your dad's gone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, you know, the person that you've known, you know, all your life and, and all the good times that you shared, you know what I mean? Pat throwing the football and the fishing and, you know, everything else that we did together, you know. Um, the riding dirt bikes, you know, we was, I myself, you know, brothers and sisters, we, we were never really for want on anything, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, my dad had a good job, you know, we worked and supported the family, you know what I mean? Mom was there. Discipline-wise was definitely there, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's just what's hard is, is what's hard with anybody when they lose a, a loved one or a family member. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and what makes it easier for me is I concentrate on all the good times that we had. Right. And I have found, for me, again, everybody's situation is different. The more times I think about everything that was good, I don't remember anything Mm -hmm. that was bad. Mm -hmm. Even seeing him laying there wilt away to 82 pounds. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, While I have a vision of that, my thoughts always go back to what we were doing when he was alive, uh, all the good times, the conversations. You know, uh, 
took him uh, big diehard Philadelphia Eagle fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Coming up, uh, my dad was so I grew up with the Eagles. And I st- I'm still with the Eagles now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I took him to the Eagles Dallas game in the new stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, and seeing the smile on his face then. You know what I mean? Um, he had just started to experience the weakness, and so he was still able to walk from where we parked and, and go up to the, the game and watch the game, you know what I mean? So that kind of stuff means a lot to me because, you know, when you think about all the things, you know, coming up as kids, the, the food you put on the table, the clothes you put on their back and everything else, you know, if you are good inside and, and you realize what you need to give back to your parents mm-hmm. to help them once they get to that mm-hmm. certain age, mm-hmm. giving back means more than anything. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to give back financially. And yeah. if it happens to be that, then you do what you got to do sure. within reason. If you can help, mm-hmm. then you do mm-hmm. it, you know. Right. But my thing was always making sure that, you know, my mom and dad, if, if, if I had the money to take a trip, my parents were coming with me. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Take my dad to a football game. You know, we go fishing, this, and that, and the other. My dad, uh, he never liked to get up early. But every time we went fishing, we'd all, I'd always pick him up about 3 in the morning because we want to be on the water at first light. Mm-hmm. And I'd pull up, and the door would be open, and he'd have the, 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 the cooler, the tackle box, fishing poles and everything. All right. You know what I mean? It, when yes, it comes time to that kind of stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. and, uh, and bingo. Man, my mom and dad love to play bingo. Okay. You know, my dad could be sitting around all day, and my mom said, George, let's go to bingo. <laughs> Out the door he went, brother. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, it's things like that. I, I don't dwell in the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep myself uplifted by dwelling in what was good, yes, what sir. was positive in this. my it. life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, that was my father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I try to be the same for my, for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can be a dad. I try to be a father to my children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That means loving them, discipline, showing them right from wrong, and letting them know that you're there for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I got from my dad. So that's how I portray myself to my kids. Sure. And there's, there's power in choosing to think about what is lovely, choosing to yes. think about what is excellent. Even I shared a little while ago about my dad and him not being there, but that's not, I don't center my thoughts there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, okay, well, you, you know, you weren't there enough or you weren't a, 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 a great father figure. You know, like my, my thoughts aren't centered there, but it's a lot of what you said of centering my thoughts on, on the beautiful experiences we have yes. and give give my time to those if I want to reflect and if I, and really it's it's one of those those keys to having joy and peace in my life yes. because we can as you and I've discussed you know have that burden of bitterness yep and uh, be being upset frustrated and and um and ultimately could as we've also talked about like the idea of like, blocking the blessing it yes could, it could um, get in the way there um, I would say the hardest thing for me because my dad past under tragic circumstances um talking about him yeah was was incredibly difficult not because i didn't want to but because almost anybody i talked to about it in my family they, they would be crying and i didn't understand as a young guy that mourning was good mm-hmm. i didn't understand that mourning was appropriate and i didn't understand that people were willing to mourn with me yeah and uh, and I remember one of my friends, uh, Robin, I think she was she was like the one person in my life who would consistently ask, like, how are you doing with your your dad's passing? And yeah. and she's like, whatever, five foot, nothing. It, it's not like she's tall or or. Um, but it was just somebody who cared enough to ask that hard mm-hmm. question. And, I, and, and my, my approach was if you're if you care enough to ask the hard question, I'll care enough to answer your question. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was hard for us to talk about in, in my family, but I found that other people around me, it was something I could talk about, even, you know, us doing this now, and uh, me doing me referring back to what I went through it has been incredibly therapeutic. Yes. And helpful for, um, for, I think, healing to take place in my life with his passing. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, uh, as, as we talked about earlier, you mentioned – um, you being a dad now, mm-hmm. and uh, what what does it mean to you um, to be uh, a a great dad, and really to to extend the legacy of your father and him being a great dad, extending his legacy as a dad to to your kids? More than ever, 
more so than any. Um, what it means is preparing them for life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've done what you're supposed to do as a father, family man, a husband, dad, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you will have prepared your kids for life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can raise them up as best as you know how, and there are still instances where, you know, you've done the best you could and kids stray, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you try to implement the discipline early because if you wait too, too late, you know, it you're lost, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, I try to make sure, for one, that I tell my kids I love them daily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even after, if there's a c- scenario of discipline, mm-hmm. even after that, mm-hmm. hey, I, I, I love you. Mm-hmm. I probably say it more than anything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it means a lot to me to show my kids that so when they grow up and my daughter gets married or my son gets married they understand the value of how to treat the opposite Mm -hmm. in a way that they would want to be treated themselves because they receive that treatment from home Mm -hmm. you know um it's powerful that is powerful right there yes keep going go ahead yeah you know you, you you want the best for your kids and the only way that you're going to give them the best for your kids is be the best for your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care about being the best for my boss. I don't care about being the best for the next day door neighbor. But being or trying to be the best for my children mean everything. You mm-hmm. know, and there's situations where, you know, I, we talked about it before. Um, you know, there's situations where, Maybe it didn't work out, and the, and the dad somewhere, and the mom's another place, and she's got the kids. But for all the fathers out there, distance is no excuse mm-hmm. to not have a relationship with your children. Mm-hmm. Period, point blank, in the story. True. And I know that for a fact because my oldest, you know, um, was with someone else. Uh, and I mean, we talked about it before. Um, I would talk to him on the phone every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. That's consistency, baby. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in another state, and I was here. And every summer, I would fly, go pick him up, bring him back for the summer, spend the summer with him, take him back, and then fly back myself. Mm-hmm. That was every summer. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there were some alternations, you know, alternating as far as uh, uh, holidays were concerned. Mm. Um, I never let distance be an excuse of why my son didn't know who his, who his father was mm-hmm. in his life. Mm-hmm. period yeah, that's a coward's way out to me mm-hmm. and that's how I was raised you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. um, me and my son we have the best relationship now uh, just like it was back then mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, showed him love uh, you know he, he come here I bought him his first motorcycle mm-hmm. you know dirt bike All he has all those memories of everything to where he needs to see that just because you might not be around the corner you're right next to me mm-hmm. in heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that, that, that it means more than anything to me for the kids. Because like I said before, they did not ask to be here. Mm-hmm. And you see on TV and, 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 you know, unfortunately in a minority culture, it's real easy for the man to go. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy to stay and take care of his kids. Right. You know what I mean? And too many of us nowadays take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's not been it, – it, the 12 years that I've been married, me and my wife, it's never been a, a smooth slate. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some rocks in that yeah. road, right, right. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. as, as with anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, and one thing that I always draw back on is I always picture my kids being raised by somebody else. Mm. And I'm like – Whatever the argument was, was it was it worth it that that much? Mm-hmm. You know, especially having an older one and and been through that. You know, right. it, it was I was never married before. This I've only been married once, but you know, mm-hmm. that it it happened like that. Sure. And even in then, as a single person, distance it it, it, it it's no excuse. 
Mm-hmm. Period. You know, mm-hmm. how many young brothers and young girls do we see today without that father figure mm-hmm. where we could say, you know what, if there had been a father figure in that young man's life, maybe that road that he's traveling down, mm-hmm. he would have took the other exit. I tell you what. You know what I'm saying? Tell you what. I remember we, I was sitting in a room and I was volunteering at a prison. Mm-hmm. Men's prison there. And we're talking about fatherhood. Again, not that I'm a father, but and here's the interesting principle. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, an incredible amount of life principles that that can be shared. I mean, being truthful is a, is a regular principle for anybody. Yeah. But it's also for being or being there for your friend it's just, or being there for someone. It's the same principle as being there for yeah. um, your child. And but it, it was it was wild. It was the vast. It was if not every single person in the room, it was almost every single person in the room father was not involved yeah and you just think uh where did this start yeah and what as your point went how could the life been different yeah if the father was involved yep yep yeah so there's um there's some deep truth to that concept there yeah well um oh awesome well um i i know we want to um bring this in for a landing here um do you want to give any uh final words of input or advice um, to anybody who's listening to us, whether that's about um, being a father or even if that's about being a son or um, anything else that you, that you, that you want to give as your closing thoughts, Uh, closing thoughts, the piece of advice that I would give on two counts, count one being as far as dealing with a tragedy, um, you know, be careful of who you pick to help deal with your grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have a lot of advice mm-hmm. who aren't going through what you're going through. Um, a lot of people just want to help, you know, and, and sometimes while the help is good, you know, the healing process takes place when that light goes off and you're laying in bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you feel like you need to reach out, you reach out to folks, but, you know, too much advice can be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, too many people willing to give their own opinion of how you should do this and how you should do that. And unfortunately, in, in today's society, you know, any wrong or right thing could be taken adversely in any mm-hmm. direction. You right. know, um, if you're dealing with that, that grief, you know, Seek help, but seek the right help. Right. You know, just don't seek help just for saying or just to say that you've had a shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that shoulder you're crying on doesn't always have the best intentions for what you need. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. And second, as far as, you know, being a father to your children, um, I wish more minority fathers out there, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe today if they hear us talking, can go back and reestablish that relationship with their son or daughter. Come on. Don't let it fester over because once it gets past a certain point, it's too late then. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that child, he or she did not ask to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, go back and, and establish that relationship, man. You know, you never know at what point when you go back, how close was he or she to falling off that cliff and you're mm-hmm. not even realizing it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just be in their life, positive way, you know, you, you can't tell your children that you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that, right. and at the same time, you're doing what you're telling them not to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let advice come from self that you're actually trying to follow and mimic what you're telling them. Mm-hmm. This is how you should go because if you don't, you know, in 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 all actuality, it's just being a dad, being a father, mm-hmm. you know, be a father to your kids. Don't just be a dad. That's right. You know what I mean? Being mm-hmm. a father, being a dad is, you know, oh, yeah, I, I brought, you know, I got them something for their birthday, or, you know, this or that and the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, my, my kids call me dad and I'm fine, but I'm in that house. Sure. You know what I mean? 
And I don't expect my, my children to run around, oh, Father. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just the, the, the difference of the word and what it means. Mm-hmm. There's too many dads out there. You know, we as, as minority fathers need to be fathers to our children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Love it. I love it. Uh, doing what you can, um, starting right now. And, uh, again, some, some, to, their, to your point, if they have done a shoddy job up until now and it hasn't been great, mm-hmm. all right, what can you do right now? Yes. What can you do in this season? Because, you know, you could be crippled all day long from what you didn't do, what you haven't done, mm-hmm. but what opportunities do you have right now to jump in there, to invest, to love, to encourage, to cultivate, to nourish a relationship and uh, – and you never know what could, could blossom. Yes. And right, um, you may not be able to pick up the child on your shoulders anymore. Uh, yeah. And and that that's a, that's a one only for a season. Yep. Yep. But there's there's so much we could do in in a variety of other seasons in our relationships. Yeah. So if they're, if they're adults, then the relationship's gonna look different. You're not gonna be yeah. providing discipline. Yeah. But then you can still cultivate and nourish a relationship despite um, as despite what's happened in the past. Yep. If, if the child is willing. Yes. So. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Well, big thank you for joining the show. Um, always appreciate the, co- the conversations with you. No problem, and, brother. Uh, and uh, love you. Yeah, love uh, you too, boy. And uh, I'm, I'm excited that they're going to be able to enjoy this.